Welcome to Brand Story, Inc. I'm your host, Jay Sharman. Every week, we sit down with smart folks to talk about innovative ways they are creating content to connect with their audiences. I'd like to say every company can be a media company, and this conversation hopefully helps you understand why. Our guest today on Brand Story, Inc. is Juan De Jesus. Juan leads Facebook's partnerships with sports disruptors, emerging leagues, and media entities that are changing the sports business. He's worn multiple hats on the Facebook sports partnerships team, including managing partnerships with teams and athletes, as well as leading their efforts to develop tools that empower live sports rights holders on their platforms. Juan joined Facebook after a six-year stint at the office of the Commissioner of Major League Baseball, where he led the revamping of the international player acquisition process. He started his career as an analyst at J.P. Morgan Asset Management, has an MBA from UC Berkeley, and a BS in finance from Boston College back in my neck of the woods. Uh, These days, Juan spends his weekends trying to keep up with his two-year-old daughter, Camilla. Welcome to the show, Juan. Thank you for having me, Jay, uh, and, and thanks for, for the for the warm introduction. Well, yeah, I looking mean, you've had to... quite the journey, my friend. I think it's great for context for our conversation, so I'm looking forward to it. Let's do it. So we got a litany of topics to get into today with you, including the ever-changing best practices of brands engaging audiences, archetypes of content that work on Facebook and Instagram, some specific case studies, uh, inevitable algorithm change, mystery conversations, and things like that. So along with a rapid-fire session, Juan, where uh, we'll put you on the, on the friendly hot seat to talk about some of the tools of the trade, but I wanted to dig in first on some context on your role as head of media partnerships for sports teams and leagues. Explain to us what that means and what you do. So the sports partnerships team in general focuses on helping our partners build sustainable businesses on our platform, right? And, 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 and the team as a whole, we cover um, the entire ecosystem from athletes um, to teams or clubs um, to media and leagues. Um, in my role in particular, um, I think as you mentioned at the outset, I focus on um, what, I, what I would define as, a, as the disruptors in the space of the emerging sports leagues and media. Mm-hmm. So think about your UFCs, your overtime, um, and Peloton, the yep. folks that are building their businesses on digital. Um, and we really do that around um, four business solutions. One of them is around audience development, so growing your fan base, growing your audience, um, and, and, and that community on our platform. Another one, the second one is really around commerce, e-commerce, right? So helping folks sell tickets, so helping them sell merchandise um, is, is an important piece as well. The third one is around sponsorships um, or branded content on mm-hmm. our platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one is, is, is really around um, the, the, the video ads platform on our platform. So, so putting content on our platform and monetizing via, via ads on our platform. Cool. So we're going to get into we're going to get into some of the tactical stuff there in, in a couple of minutes. I think framing is always important, and and we have a lot of non you know this is specifically around sports. We have a lot of non sports folks that listen to this podcast. So you know I'll do my best to kind of extrapolate some of these things. But you know let let's start with framing, right? And we're going to spend most of our time. You mentioned overtime and Golden Boy and UFC and Iron Man and some of the you know, more emerging, um, you know, some of them have a long history, but, you know, kind of emerging and growing businesses, Peloton, things like that. We're going to spend most of our time there, but I do think context is important, right? And 
I remember back in the day, um, you, we used to talk about different tiers at Facebook, right? Like as it relates to sports, you've got kind of the top tier of Super Bowl, Olympics, World Cup, right? Then kind of the next level down, you kind of have maybe Major League Baseball, NBA, those teams. And then you have this third tier, which is kind of the overtimes, right? Emerging sports leagues and, and sports entities that we're talking about. H- how do you um, look at these tiers from your perspective if you're talking to people on the outside like us, you know, how do you want them to view Facebook and Instagram? So first of all, I don't think about them um, in, in tiers per se. I think about them in two ways. So, so first and foremost, um, I think about them in segments um, that allow us to develop, you know, expertise that we can then leverage within that particular segment. Mm-hmm. Right. So as, as an example, athletes is, is one, one bucket, um, athletes and public figures. Another bucket is teams. Um, another bucket is, is, is media and, and another bucket is, is, is leagues. And, and so those are the respective buckets. Yeah. Um, and then with, within those buckets, I view, um, the second way of kind of, um, breaking down the, the sports ecosystem is by level of maturity, right? And so you have folks who've been around for um, decades, if not a century plus um, um, within the sports world. Um, and then you have folks that are startups and they're varying kind of levels of startups and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how I break it down. Um, and you know, depending on, on, you know, your level of maturity, you're, emphasis of focus on the, the four business solution that we talked about before might be different, right? So if you're um, a, a kind of an emerging property, really, really early stage, mm-hmm. then it's probably, um, it's probably good for you to focus on audience development, like yep. that you, you want to grow your fandom, you want to grow, you want to grow your audience. Um, so, so that's how I generally break down kind of the, the ecosystem. But I, I would say that we approach um, or I approach every partnership in, 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 in the same way, which is first and foremost, listening to the partner and, and learning that partner's respective business, um, clearly establishing what that partner's objectives are, um, because they may be different from what we may have anticipated I mean, mm-hmm. and nuances to, to what that partner wants to achieve. And then, and then aligning those objectives and finding, finding the alignment with, with our company mission. Um, and with our objectives, and that's where I think we establish strong partnerships when we, we when we when we spend the time up front to to get that alignment. Yeah, and I, and I can speak to that, listeners. I mean, Juan and I got to know each other. Um, one of the properties that we have is Levita Baseball, right? It's a Latino baseball lifestyle media company. Uh, my company, Teamworks Media, owns that. Uh, Juan's been doing exactly what he's saying, right? Sits down and talks about what our business goals and objectives are and has kind of helped us kind of navigate and shape strategies both for both Facebook and and Instagram. But so I love that framing of kind of the four buckets, right? You had the athletes, teams, media, and leagues. And so I want to go there for a a second, right? Because I think this is a conversation that folks on the outside have quite a bit when we talk to one another, right? Um, And I think, you know, Facebook, as you mentioned, is constantly changing you know, from the time you've been there, it's like light years, right? You've been there since 2015. And, and from a media publisher perspective, so one of your four buckets, to me, like early 2019 was a pretty big milestone of change from the outside. Organic growth of our clients kind of hit a brick wall then. 
but uh, and, and Facebook began to emphasize this was highly publicized, kind of more individual to individual connectivity over kind of public, publisher distribution and the like. Um, and, and paid social became, whether real or perceived, to be kind of a way that if you really want to grow your audience, it, it became kind of a must. And so today, you know, I, I think in the media bucket, growing uh, an emerging publishing brand has different challenges. Um, I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this and what advice do you give to some of these newer brands and publishers on some of the best practices to be growing their audiences today? Yeah, um, I mean, I think that's a good question. Um, I, as, I, as I briefly touched on, I think first and foremost, I'd say focus on building your community um, and building your fan base. Um, our, our, our company mission is really anchored around building community and, and, and bringing people closer together and our tools are, are, are built to, to, to enable, enable that. Um, so I'd suggest really focus on, on building community first and, and, and building your audience and building your fan base. And, and, you know, these are high level ideas, but when you bring them into practice, it, it's, it's focusing on, on, on driving that engagement with your community focusing on building that relationship in a, in a very real way. Um, so it's, it's not just putting content up on our platforms, mm -hmm. but it's responding to comments, it's responding to DMs, it's reacting to what your community is telling you and shaping your content accordingly. It's developing a very real relationship and caring about your community and your audience. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a very, I'd say, um, it's in some way, shape, or form. It's, it's CRM, right? It's you're mm -hmm. you're really keeping a pulse on exactly what your what your community is saying, and you're reacting to that. Um, and then, generally speaking, you know, there's a framework or an acronym that that we use when we talk to our partners about success on our, on on our platforms, uh, and it's it's care, C A R E, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's it's about being consistent, right? So committing to posting content consistently. Mm -hmm. um, and giving your audience, you know, the expectations that you're going to deliver certain content. That way, they can look for your content in, in their feed. They, they can go to your account and proactively, you know, look to consume that content. Um, the A is about being authentic, right? Mm -hmm. um, so developing a voice that reflects your brand. I think you guys do this very well, um, and and other uh, publishers do it very well as well. It's it's about having a voice, right? And and, and being yep. real and 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 like not coming across as, in my opinion, overly polished and mm -hmm. not having a personality, right? Mm -hmm. Having, having you know, kind of some flavor behind who you are as a brand and being authentic to that. Um, the R is about being relevant. Um, and what I mean by that is you probably want to know what's going on in popular culture. You probably want to know what's happening within your community mm -hmm. and you want to speak to that. You, you don't want to kind of, ignore what's happening in the world you don't want to be tone deaf um you want you want to be aware of of what's happening um in 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 your community and in you know more broadly popular culture and lastly it's about engaging which is, which goes back to community to community management and building community you know it's responding to comments is responding to dms um it's letting your audience know that there's there's somebody behind that brand yeah. there's a personality there that cares about you and and leaning into that it's interesting. I think, I think that engagement piece is, is people know it. Go ahead. It's, yeah. you know, it, it, but I mean, we talk about this internally. If you get 300 comments on something like people, 
for someone to do a comment on Facebook to me is the ultimate sign of time and interest, right? And like that hand-to-hand combat is, I think, it's so simple, but it's so lost, right? Like just validating someone's voice and doing it. And with sports, it gets a little interesting, right? Because the the vitriol level and some of the yeah, some of the stuff you don't want to respond to because, but but you know, but in general, I mean, I think that engagement piece has such. Um, an underestimated component and both in time and and ROI in terms of building that, you know, that that brand. Yeah, 100%. And I think, look, I've seen some partners have fun with uh, the those types of comments that you may not want to re- respond to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it's all about your brand and, 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 and your voice and what you feel comfortable doing. Um, and we also have tools that enable you to, um, you know, basically – monitor and manage what's happening in your comments and, and within your community. So, you know, we can talk about that a little more sensibly later, but um, there, there are ways to managing, managing that as well. The last piece I'll add is um, I think, you know, data and measurement and iterating and mm-hmm. testing is also really important, right? Mm-hmm. So we, sh- we shared this, this, this care framework with you, um, but also like seeing what's working giving it a chance to play out, trying it and, and then adapting and seeing what others are doing and learning from what, you know, others in the landscape who are successful within the sports world, outside of the sports world, um, and ad- adapting and, and, and putting that into your strategy, I think is also important. You know, I'm going to go off, um, off topic here just a little bit. Um, as, but as it relates to just this out of curiosity from a team bucket, right? If you think of kind of the staples, NFL, NBA, MLB, you guys have done some experimenting with live games and, you know, different integrations and things like that. Uh, paint a picture from a Facebook perspective um, of how you're viewing team content consumption and where it's going. So, Jay, do you mean uh, from a team's perspective what what, what teams are doing uh, um and what what's yeah. what's been six okay. more, more more from um, like a from a live rights perspective like right like how Facebook is viewing um, you've experimented with kind of live game telecasts, right? And, and different um, shoulder programming and things like that, right? And so I just as it relates to a fan perspective, through the eyes of a fan, from a business perspective, how is Facebook looking at things like MLB, NBA? Like you can pick whatever league you want, but from a maybe more macro perspective. I think like, from the fan's perspective, I think um, – the, the 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 live streaming that we've seen on our platform is in line with what we've talked about, right? Which is much more interactive um, experience than we than, than we've been able to see in other places, right? Mm-hmm. So the ability to vote um, and kind of share your opinion in polling, um, you know, whether whether it's in a baseball game or a, a global football game um, or even a, a, a boxing match, um, you know, as an example. Hey, who won that? Who won that? Who won that round? Who do you have winning that round? Um, right. right. That's that's a level of interactivity that I think is really powerful, and so we've seen a, a lot of um, success and 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 kind of partners um, testing with, with these types of features. Um, we've also seen that the folks who have interacted with those live streams um, have also stayed uh, on longer to watch a, a bit longer um, than the rest of the audience. So a lot of promising kind of, you know, learnings from these different tests that we've seen on our platform where they got to live. Cool. 
I want to jump around here for a second, right? Um, Facebook and Instagram, right? You know, obviously you guys own it. It's There's an interconnectivity there. I think, you know, I want to talk about Instagram for a second and we can go back and look at it through the Facebook filter or however you want to do that. But I, I, I look at one of the trends of the year along with sports gambling is kind of athlete as media company. It feels like entourage, right? That series from HBO is like kind of, you're a brand, right? But sports celebrities have realized they are media brands, and you're seeing this on Instagram as they build incredible followings and cachet as influencers. You know, we're seeing it on, on La Vida Baseball, right? It's connecting, attracting, engaging. But at Facebook, I'm curious, um, you know, using La Vida maybe as a guinea pig here and knowing that you've helped us kind of connect the pipes between Facebook and Instagram on our content, what advice do you have for sports media brands that are doing this in terms of, looking at those two platforms, which are so nuanced and different, but yet connected by the mothership? Yeah, it's, it's another good question. So first and foremost, um, the audiences, we have over 2 billion people that, that, that um, come to our um, different platforms uh, and products on a daily basis. And, the, and, and um, you know, it's, it's, it's Facebook, it's Instagram, it's WhatsApp, it's messenger, Oculus, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, we have a bunch of products. Um, but I'd say specifically between Facebook and Instagram, what we've learned, um, in working with our partners is that the audiences are actually, um, different and in many ways incremental. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so it's important to speak to those two audiences. You, on one platform, your audience may be much more international, on another platform, uh, your audience mm-hmm. may be more more U.S. centric, um, or vice versa. And so, you, you want to make sure that you're you're speaking to your entire community and that you're not missing out on on an audience that is on one platform versus the other. Um, the other the other piece is that you know you can't just kind of you know, set your content strategy and put it on idle autopilot and and um, just kind of post it everywhere, right? You want going back to what we talked about earlier. You want to listen to your community, so, and 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 your community on one platform may be asking for something slightly different from what your community on on another platform is asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to listen to that. And then the products and features are different, right? Yep. On on IG you have reels, um, and, and so you wanna you wanna create content for reels um, that is you know, best suited to succeed via, via reels on Facebook. You talked about live. We have a ton of Facebook live capability. Mm-hmm. You're able to plug into our API. You're able to produce at a really high level with kind of robust equipment. You're able to geo gate to sit codes and whatnot. Um, so you, you start to see how the products are different. Um, and the, and the audiences can be different as well. And it's important to not, to not try to use a, standardized you know approach to everything across the board you know, I hope that you're thinking about them um, in a in a nuanced way and de- de- delivering content and engaging with your community um, on each platform in a, re- in a way that's respecting what's going on for, for both of those platforms well cool so now comes the friendly hot seat so we're doing sports and so metaphors we'll put a shot clock on you here so you know uh, whether you want it to be a 24 second or you know 35 second NFL one uh, I'm going to throw out a, just a tool or tactic or topic, um, and I'd love kind of your high-level, quick-hit advice for audiences on kind of best practices. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. All right. Face- yeah. Facebook Live. Global free-to-air 
without any broadcast windows limitations a great way to grow your audience um yeah uh cross posting on facebook Oof. um awesome this is a good one uh pick i say pick your collaborators um strategically and tap into those audiences uh user generated content reposts or regrams Good one. Um, make sure that you're securing the rights. And once you do that, go for it um, and uh, have have a strategy. E-commerce. Oh, this is a this is this is not this is a real topic. Um, this is a huge opportunity. Structural change in the landscape. Lean into it. This is a big one. I mean, we could spend we could spend a long time talking about right, that. We could, do, we could do an entire podcast on each one of these topics, right? Uh, Instagram stories, fun, fun. I mean, I love it. Reels, oof. Um, Reels, test it. Uh, start developing your own strategy on it. Um, get on it. I think some people have 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 been. Um, have been hesitant to kind of start trying it. I think I think our sports partners, some sports partners have leaned into it and those who have, have seen a lot of benefit from it. Top three things that you wish all media publishers knew and practiced. As I said before, real community management, CRM type of approach, talking to your community. I'd say that's like number one, build your community, build your audience. Um, I'd say number two, is take a data-driven approach to content, mm-hmm. see what's working, see what's not working, understand what's happening in the landscape and who is who has a successful content strategy and iterate based on that. And I'd say that the last piece is once you do those, those first two things, then you can think about monetizing and driving your business objectives, whatever they may be. But I think those two, piece, those, those two first pieces are fundamental to, to, to success on our platforms. So I, I know you the algorithm and secret sauce, we're not going to get into any proprietary stuff, but I think one of the conversations, so we're done with the shot clock. I just uh, following up on that mm-hmm. piece. I think um, measurement and metrics, the data-driven thing, again, could be a whole topic here, a, a whole podcast on this, but I'd be curious to get your take because we have these conversations, right? It's like, okay, video view length, a comment, a share, a like, like we internally have our own ranking system, right? And kind of a it's not like one does, it's not like one trumps all, it's kind of this continuum. How do you look mm-hmm. at particularly video content through the different, uh, we'll use Facebook, uh, knowing those metrics, like watch time, um, comments, likes, and shares. Is there, what from a hierarchy perspective? Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough to say, you know, specifically um, around particular metrics. I, I think that the, the key part is um, that you're monitoring the data, that you're looking at it, that you're mm-hmm. testing, that you're iterating, that you're giving, that you're, you're coming up with your strategy and you're giving it time to play out and you're, and you're, um, and you're trying something um, that is data, is informed with data, right? That, it, that mm-hmm. That's data driven. Um, how you decide to prioritize that, I think that's that's to each kind of publishers, um, you know, to, to for each publisher to determine themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it should also be, I think, go, going back to our, the 
like the, the outset of our conversation, it should also be reflective of what your objectives are, mm-hmm. right? So, so um, yeah, you want to listen to what is working um, on our platform and you want to see what others are doing, but, you know, y- you need to kind of keep that within the scope of what's important to you as a brand, what's important to you, um, depending on where you are at your level of maturity, um, and now we'll help you determine what specific metric is, is most important. Awesome. So a couple last questions, home stretch here. I think, uh, I'm curious, branded content. I've had some folks on, recently had uh, the Chicago Cubs, Pittsburgh Penguins, and, and this was a really interesting one. It's really starting to evolve. What are some, what are some things that you're seeing uh, or case studies or best-in-class examples, whether they're from Overtime or Peloton or, you know, whomever? Pick a pick a example in terms of, best-in-class branded content that you're seeing on Facebook and Instagram? Yeah. Um, so I think at a high level, I mean, we, we, there, there are case studies out there that, that, our, that my teammates have put out um, uh, around what the Dolphins have done. Mm-hmm. I think the Dolphins do a great job of focusing on content that, um, that resonates with the, the, their audience and their fans, um, great storytelling, um, less promotional, mm-hmm. optimizing for 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 you know um, the performance of the content, um, really focusing on building good content first, mm-hmm. um, and then that gives them you know that optimizes the the performance and the impressions and the distribution of that content, which ultimately delivers more results for the brand. Um, so I think I think the Dolphins have done a great job on that front. Um, so I, I keep an eye out on, on what they're doing. And and that's a lot of that has also been, you know, um, has has helped with upper funnel kind of awareness and distribution. Mm-hmm. I think I keep an eye on what we're doing um, as a platform on lower funnel. Um, so th- there are some case studies out, out there around what Hearst um, recently did with Cosmopolitan on some lower mm-hmm. lower funnel kind of shoppable branded content. Mm-hmm. This is outside of the sports world, but um, I'd summarize it as one, focus on good content first. You know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't, just because it's branded content, it doesn't, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that it has to be overly promotional and it doesn't have to be engaging and great. Mm-hmm. And number two, I'd say keep an eye on the products and features that are coming out that are you know, going back to your hot seat question and mm-hmm. quick answers. Um, that are that are making um, shopping and commerce on our platform uh, much more efficient, um, and I think that the, these are the types of tools and features that are going to be very helpful to publishers and brands as they collaborate and they want to measure ROI um, and, and efficiency going forward. Awesome! Thanks for the hint. Everyone heard that lower funnel product e-commerce. Kind of listen to that. Um, so now, fun part. Last two questions for you. Home stretch. Morning must. Juan, how do you consume and stay on top of industry trends? Who's, um, in, your, who's in your email? Who's in your email? Who do you follow? Fess up. I mean, look. I think the some of the standard stuff that everybody that everybody um, tends to to, mm-hmm. to 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 read and see. So you know, SBJ. Um, I also listen, like, watch and listen to a lot of CNN and MSNBC. Um, I I personally love um, just following folks that give me a signal um, on what's next, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. so you know within the baseball world, um, Ben Badler, 
um, some, some, uh, some, you know, random coaches, um, that, you know, some folks might not even be familiar with, but I love to keep a pulse on what's, what's coming next. So you may see me following accounts, um, that, that are not as mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and, and that's, cool. I'd say, you know, the typical ones and then, and then, um, some, some, some of the most, uh, more unique ones as well on, on Instagram. Well, I know you've got a two-year-old at home, so you may not have had time to do this one, but anything on the, uh, just read or want to read pile from a book I mean, perspective. Look, I mean, for, from the perspective of having a two-year-old, um, I'm actually reading the whole brain, the whole brain child, um, which is interesting wow. read when you're raising a child. Um, that's a good one. And I'm look, as we go into the holidays, I'm really looking forward to reading, um, uh, a promised land um obama's book so um that that's one that i'm hoping to, to take a little bit of time to, to read uh over over the christmas break here awesome well wanda jesus thank you so much for sharing your time and insights about all things going on facebook sports uh, our listeners really appreciate it we, and we thank you thank you jay appreciate it thanks for listening to brand story inc We'll be back next week with another conversation digging into the ways companies are becoming like media companies. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give me a follow on Twitter at underscore Jay Sharman and on LinkedIn.